Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games, because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And NBC has their new streaming service out called Peacock, but they won't let it fly. No, they have not given it the wings to fly yet. (laughs) More about that at a later date. Yes. And by date, I mean this episode <laughs> in about 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have a whole uh, rundown of kind of what we know about Peacock and how it's performing. And we watched several shows on it. So we'll go through that in depth a little bit later in the episode. But first, how has the last week been? What's been going on? We're in month, uh, what are we, month eight now of this awful, horrible year? I lost count after January. <laughs> Before it all started, yeah. you're like, nah, this, this yeah. year's a wash. I had a hunch <laughs> it wasn't going to be my year. Yeah, it's... I or mean, anybody's, really. Really no one's. Maybe maybe virologists. Not even them, though. Yeah. people don't want to listen to them. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Well, some people. Some people. Fair enough. Yeah. That's why we have Scientologists in control now, apparently, from mm. what I'm understanding. Yeah. I don't even know. I stopped paying attention. I just... Keep my head down. <laughs> we have uh, another cat's birthday coming up soon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We yeah. do. Luna's birthday. Yeah. I don't know if she really deserves a birthday, though. I know. She's been being such a pile of trash. I don't understand. Like, she... Yeah. Like, I, I had to take the trash out the other day, <laughs> and she was sitting right next to it, and I accidentally grabbed her, Yeah. thinking that she was the trash. I mean... She's been acting like it, so that's totally yeah, fair. Yeah, I was like, great. There's two piles of trash now? <laughs> we need to stop throwing things away. So. Maybe she's recyclable. No, probably so. not. She's a lost so. cause. Hopefully she'll grow out of it in two days when she becomes no longer a teenager. As far as, as far as cats go, anyway. Well, if she's no longer a teenager, she needs to get a job. Yeah, I mean, we've been telling Susie that for years, though. She still has no job. That's true. <laughs> and now she's trying to be homeless. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave me outside. <laughs> I don't. I don't believe in homes anymore, or pooping. Apparently, yeah, she poops whenever I. This is a weird conversation to have for people to listen to. Just talking about our animals yeah. and our balance. Susie's movements. a dog. Yeah. <laughs> no children on poop strikes. Yeah. As far as we know. That's. I mean, not in N- our. Not home. ours anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or I guess in our backyard because yeah. she's not coming in the home. Right. Anyways, got the hockey uh, coming back. Yep. August 1st was the, the start of the playoff rounds or whatever the fuck they're calling them now. Yeah. It's basically like a tournament, it seems. Mm. Uh, found a positive to the Sharks not being in it, though. What is that? Uh, They can't lose. <laughs> okay, sure. So, <laughs> at the end of this, when the dust has settled... My sharks will be undefeated. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess if you think it that think about it that way, that's like the racehorse that's only ever won one race. Yeah, but they only ran one race. So Retired, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> All right, he's retired. Stud horse, charge yeah. a million dollars for the stud fee. Sounds great. <laughs> but yeah, I it I watched like a game mm-hmm. yesterday, and it was like. 
it was weird. Like I literally felt like I was watching a video game because mm-hmm. there's no audience. Right. They just had these banner things covering all the seats, which I couldn't tell if they were CGI or if they were like actually there covering the seats. Oh. Like they could have just been some kind of like graphic right over the seats for the broadcast, but I right. wasn't sure. The one, like, I watched for a few minutes with you before I walked away to go do something. I didn't see anything in the seats, so maybe it was just the angle, or were they only, maybe they were only doing it maybe on the Maybe it's some new technology that only men can see. Okay. Or, or real hockey fans can only see it. All right. Wow. Just a thought. I don't, I don't know why know. you're coming at me with so much hostility. I was, I was forced to watch Edmonton play because the Islanders and... Panthers. Panthers, thank you, you non-fan. Excuse you. Uh, For whatever reason, was not working right. So I couldn't watch anything else but the Edmonton Oilers and the... Blackhawks. Blackhawks. So I guess what you're saying is my first choice was the stream that worked. Oh, right. You did pick that. I did choose that. And you were like, well, that was the wrong decision. I was like, okay, whatever. Bye. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you did something to the <laughs> yeah to I'm, the signal. I'm secretly a witch. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you said it. Yeah, I sure did. Start burning books around this house. Yeah. Why? Isn't that like a thing? Witches and books get burned is like a. I mean, like a like they, they're tied together. I guess if they're like using the books to. F- yeah. Hey, stop learning things. <laughs> you must be a witch. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna burn this. Don't book you and learn you. to be more of a witch? <laughs> That's probably actually how it went. Yeah? Yeah, we should ask history. Well, yeah, so I don't, it was weird. The hockey, uh, it, uh, it's maybe a hot take. I, I feel like who, no matter who's going to win this season, it's like no one's going to take it seriously. Yeah. I mean, I won't. It's And true. so I assume others won't, but maybe there's like that. Obviously, whoever wins, their fans will probably take it seriously because they could say that they won. But Yeah, are the Kings in? No. No, okay, no California teams are good. in. Good. Because I was like, the Kings would totally take it seriously. Yeah. And the weirdest part, I think, of watching uh, a broadcast of a game with no fans in the audience was they actually had the announcer, you know, like the announcers at the game, whenever a goal is scored, they go and say who scored the goal, who assisted the goal, Mm -hmm. or there's penalties, they'll say what the penalty is, who's serving it, how long, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like more for the audience. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, they had that in the broadcast when there wasn't even fans there. Well, I mean, it's for the broadcast, though, right? Well, like, n- not like the broadcasters were saying it. Oh. The You just heard it oh. echoing in the stadium during the broadcast. Huh. Okay. Which I thought was odd. That was a little strange, but... Maybe. I guess they're just like, well, we got to pay this guy anyways. Yeah, we're paying him anyway. So might as well we make might as well make job. him do the job, right? <laughs> That's fair. Trying to, trying to keep it all uh, up to date. Yeah. Yes. Don't want him to get rusty and then like call it the wrong name. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, scored by the Washington Redskins. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> not even because it's the wrong sport. All right, Greg. It's apples now, not Redskins. How many times yes. do you have to tell you this? <laughs> Anyways. So it's a it's a win loss. I'm I'm happy to have some hockey back to watch on TV, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like eh, it's not. The, it just doesn't feel the same. I feel yeah. But I guess it's something to watch. Yeah. In between 2020 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's get into the news. First up, we have Jason Bateman is in talks to direct a heist film for Netflix, and it's going to be called Here Comes the Flood. Um, according to Deadline, he is in early negotiations with Netflix, who won the rights for the film in a pretty intense auction recently. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. Was it on Reddit? It it was online. <laughs> um, and the story is described as an elevated, character-driven, love story heist movie. It sounds weird, but sure, why not? Um, there's too many things in that sentence, right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, the title alone, Here Comes the Flood, makes yeah. me think it's going to be like Hurricane Heist or yeah, something like that. something weird, yeah. Um, Which is actually a pretty good movie. Is it a real movie or? We watched it. Hurricane Heist? Yeah. Oh. It's the one where they're trying to rob a bank. Or, oh. No, they're trying to rob like a. Uh, yes. The Mint. The Mint. Yeah. During a like crazy yes. hurricane. What was, was it called Hurricane Heist? It was called. Yeah, Hur- it was called oh, Hurricane Heist. I thought Heist. it had a different title, but I remember that now. Yeah. That was crazy. Whatever. What did you think it was I called? I don't know. I thought it had something more creative of a name. I guess I was mistaken. Um. So this story, Here Comes the Flood, was written. Uh, or the screenplay, I think, was written by Simon Kinberg, who also wrote X-Men Dark Phoenix, some episodes of Star Wars Rebels, X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Days of Future Past. So, like, he has a very clear trend here. So... Um, um, <laughs> one good and yeah. a lot of duds? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot more in his past as well, but, like, there was... I think he did the screenplay for his Fantastic Four. past. Yeah. So I was, like, surprised whenever I heard the name. I was like, that sounds kind of familiar. I'm going to look him up. And I saw all of these. And I was like, the first thing I saw was X-Men Dark Phoenix. I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. But then I saw Star Wars Rebels. And I was like, okay. Well, that has, everybody says that's good. So I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. But Jason Bateman's really good. So hopefully he can counteract any of the bad, if there is any. (laughs) So. Yeah. I mean, he has basically put his hand in many. Pots. Pots. What does one put their hand in? <laughs> Gloves? He wears many hats? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, in the in Hollywood, really. Like, you're right. True. He started out as an actor. Mm-hmm. Seems like he's kind of expanded. Well, not, not just his acting mm-hmm. abilities, but doing different things within yeah. the industry. Like yeah. writing. It I think says if this, if this deal goes through, he'll be signed on as a producer as well. Um, with He has, like, a company with some other person. I don't remember the name of, but... Um, yeah, so that's kind of cool. Okay. Uh, yeah. Netflix has a lot of stuff coming. And... Yeah, they do. Yeah. I feel like everything's just Netflix now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they realize that they're in a position where they've been around long enough that they've got that label of, you know, that brand yeah. that they can use. Absolutely. And they don't have to rely on getting contracts to get popular franchises on their service. They can just start making deals to make new things of these exactly. franchises or just originals mm-hmm. that will draw people in. Yeah. So uh, one of the other things coming to Netflix is The Last Mercenary. And the person who will be starring in this, I have not seen quite some time, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> have you seen him in anything in a very long time? Uh, I know he had a show on like, was that Showtime? I think there was a thing he was on Showtime. Okay. He had a show. It was like a season, maybe two. Okay. Um, well, he's going to be in an action comedy, which is sounds like a good fit. <laughs> um, and I learned, or I, I guess I, I vaguely remembered this, but like I was reminded when I was reading this article that his 
It literally is listed under Wikipedia as other names for Jean-Claude Van Damme is the muscles from Brussels. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that the most ridiculous thing ever? I just can't. I I couldn't believe it. I've never saying. heard that name. I, but I was like, that sounds really familiar. I'm not against it. I know, right. It's not wrong. Um, so anyway, he's going to be playing a former Secret Service agent in his first Netflix film movie. Or film movie. In his first Netflix movie. Um, and he'll be accompanied by a newcomer named Samir Dekaza and several other French actors because they're going to be filming in France. Okay. Um, as described by The Hollywood Reporter, his character, quote, must urgently return to the country when his estranged son, Dekaza, is falsely accused of arms and drug trafficking by the government following a blunder by an overzealous bureaucrat and a mafia operation. So, Damn, so there's like a lot going this on. This seems like multiple layers of things going on there. Um, I'm sure it's going to be entertaining. And if it's on Netflix, I will watch it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Do you uh, think... Hopefully this will spawn a good relationship with Netflix to then bring in a sudden death too. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Do you think Netflix will... Did we ever ask? I'm not sure if we talked about this already. Do you think Netflix is ever going to produce movies that go to theaters too? Like, do they get to that well, point? Well, they do. They do? Some of the movies they'll put in theaters for, oh, like, right. limited runs. The Irishman did that, right? Yeah, yeah. They had another one. It was Roma? Don't remember that one. I think that was what it was called. Okay. But they've had other things, obviously. Oh, okay. But uh, basically, they had to do that in order to even have their movies qualify, I believe, for, oh, for the Oscars. Oscars yes. or just awards in general for certain events. Uh, because they didn't deem streaming service movies right worthy. Yeah, or they qualified. didn't. That they didn't qualify for. Yeah. For. Yeah, but that's obviously changing now. Right. And you're seeing Netflix specifically getting a lot more uh, nominations and stuff for yeah. their, their that's films. True. And they're getting a lot more big name actors as well. Mm-hmm. Like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. <laughs> And they're even branching out, which they have been doing already. We just recently watched The Old Guard that's based on um, a comic. And so they've got like a lot of comic book based things and video game things coming up as well. One of which is Beyond Good and Evil. They're going to be adapting that into a hybrid live action and animated feature film. And I remember hearing a lot about this game because we watched the Ubi Forward thing and somebody talked, I don't know, one of the articles talked about it. I've never played it, so maybe you Yeah, know it's about an it. older game. Yeah. Uh, it, it's basically like a a cult classic kind of thing right, as yeah. far as video games go. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a sequel in yeah, the works yeah. that was announced many, many years ago, right. but it's just been very quiet on what's happening with that game. Right. Um, but people definitely want more of this more franchise. Of yeah. Um, and so beyond takes place in a 25th century mining planet under alien attack. Um, and like you said, the, game kind of has a cult following it came out in 2003 and we keep hearing about a sequel maybe but nothing ever well i mean it's been announced it's a thing it's just they haven't said much since i'm trying to remember which e3 they announced it i want to say i was living with my parents when it happened so okay so over (laughs) (laughs) i will say over eight years yeah okay uh well anyone who's looking forward to this can Rest assured that it should be in good hands if you liked De- Detective Pikachu, because Rob Letterman is set to direct, and he de- was also the director of Detective Pikachu. I don't know why I can't say the word detective. And, I mean, he also directed 
goosebumps. So I don't know if that's like a bad sign, but Detective Pikachu, what, Pikachu is more recent. So. Yeah, what a, a random I know combination of movies you were a part of. Yeah, <laughs> and only in the sense of like one was like really good, mm-hmm. and the other one was like really bad. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. If that's so about. I would love to know how hands on he was in each one. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. It's like uh, Ryan Reynolds was like, "Hey, can you hand me that pencil over there?" Yeah. <laughs> and because of that action, he. He got credits in, yeah. in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are still searching for writers, and it's in early development. Um, but so basically, it sounds like it's in the same stage as the sequel to the video game. <laughs> I wonder which one will happen first. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I've noticed with Netflix, they are specifically targeting video game uh, adaptations. Yeah, especially in anime, and now they even have another Ubisoft title. Uh, Splinter Cell is getting an anime series. Oh, okay. They were a part of making the whole Mythic Quest on Apple TV, you mm-hmm. know. Now it seems like they're dipping into more franchises that are just actual things they've already had. Right. And turning them into things. Uh, so Splinter Cell, it's been kind of a dormant franchise for a while. 2015, maybe? But okay. anyways, it, it's been dormant for a very long time. We've seen, like, Easter egg stuff in other games that uh, Ubisoft has where they've kind of put stuff in. So I wouldn't be surprised if this franchise is getting another game in next gen in the next couple of years. Uh, but until then, there is an anime series coming to Netflix. Uh, and it's actually going to be written by Derek Kolstad. He's actually known for writing the John Wick franchise films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's going to write the script for this anime and be executive producer on it. Uh, And the series is reported to have two seasons with 16 episodes. So I assume eight per season. Probably. Unless they mean 16 each season, Mm. which sounds like a lot for an anime. Because you've got Castlevania, and that's like, I want to say, four episodes, something like that. Especially if you're thinking it's like kind of a Netflix original type situation eight eight episodes seems more yeah accurate exactly i mean they don't even give their original live action shows that many right <laughs> but animation i guess is easier to budget so okay anyways splinter cell another animated series that's been uh green lit is the green hornet which okay. is an older superhero <laughs> character yeah. that I don't think I've heard of since the last movie, which was a very long time ago, with Seth Rogen. Oh, yeah. When I first saw this on the notes, I was like, Green Lantern? What? <laughs> I didn't even, like, I didn't even think. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, wait, no, that's a different character. My okay. first thought was, I was like, well, Green Arrow's kind of coming to a halt. <laughs> they need somebody so else. They, they were like, what's the next green character we can use? <laughs> Uh, so Kevin Smith uh, is developing the series with a producer company called Wild Brain. Okay. The series will be set in a contemporary time following the adventures of a reimagined Green Hornet and Kato. So the grown son of the original Green Hornet and the daughter of the original Kato uh, will be partnered to battle crime in Century City. And it's going to feature uh, the ultra high tech car Black Beauty. Okay. I don't know much about this character. No, I so. don't either. I'm like, why? Is it? Okay. But, you know. Black Beauty is a horse to me, so. Uh, yeah, I, that, I, that's what I knew. I was like, oh, talk about horsepower, huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I don't know much I, about I, it. From what I understand, it's going to be very kid-friendly, very family-friendly mm-hmm. uh, series. That's... So it's probably not for me. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Especially after watching uh, Harley Quinn, which we'll talk about later. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, since we're talking about family-friendly, <laughs> Disney has another movie they've announced. Or Disney Pixar, I guess, to be more specific. Mm. Um, Luca is going to be the name of it. It's basically, um, this is from Variety. It's going to be a coming-of-age adventure set in Italy. Um, It centers around a young boy living on the Italian Riviera who shares adventures with his newfound best friend, who is secretly a sea monster. But this dark secret could threaten their bond. It sounds kind of confusing, but I'm assuming it's because we don't have all the details. But the premise... (laughs) In like a simple term, reminds me of The Little Mermaid. Yeah, it like does. Obviously, gender shifting right. and you know relationships are not necessarily love. Right. But like the little boy, it or the, the young sea monster climbs out of the ocean is like I just want to be a normal person, and then yeah. like morphs himself into a human, becomes friends with the little boy, and then somehow there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, because of I'm going to there assume is. there's somebody in his species whatever world that yeah. is going after destroying humanity yeah. and wants to take over. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll see. It releases in the U.S. theaters next summer. So, yeah. We'll see uh, how it goes. <laughs> what? If he's a sea monster, it shouldn't be that hard to see that he's a monster. Okay. I guess you're right. He must have some kind of cloaking ability. So he has like a, he's a don't see monster? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, on the subject of a world full of monsters. That well, you may or may not be able to see. Yeah. <laughs> with the eye. Yep. The Lord of the Rings series will include returning characters, we're finding out from IGN. Um, I guess this is from the OneRing.net. I assume that's a fan site. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I guess take this with a grain of salt. I guess, yeah. So, IGN is reporting that this site is reporting... Inside of Taco Bell. Inside of Taco Bell. <laughs> I think it's happy hour, so yeah. they're getting a really good deal yeah. Yeah. while reporting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and they're saying that... I actually saw this pop up on my phone a couple of times in the last couple of days, and I was like, oh, we should talk about this, and then I never got around to it, so I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, piece of candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess Sauron, Galadriel, and Elrond will appear in the series. Um, so if you have any clue who those three characters are, good for you. Yeah. Stop bragging. Okay. <laughs> so I initially I was like, oh, that's interesting because um, Kate Blanchett still looks fucking incredible. So like she could totally come back as a younger version of herself and I could totally buy it, you know, with okay. the amount of makeup necessary. Yeah. Or even de-aging if it's really necessary. But um, Well, she's an elf. She's an elf. So, so she wouldn't need to be de-aged. I know. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I'm just saying. Apparently, I don't, you don't know much about I Lord of the Rings. I don't recall how long in the pre- the past this is supposed to or before Lord of the Rings. Wasn't it like a thousand years it's, or so? Yeah. Or am I mistaking that for the uh, Game of Thrones? You're thinking Game. You think Game of Thrones? Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, regardless, she's supposed to be younger. Um, but like she's an elf, and and Elrond is an elf as well. So like they really shouldn't be aging much. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they're like a child, I guess. So I saw, I did look into this and I saw they cast someone for quote unquote young Galadriel. So, and then in the same vein, somebody said this isn't even related to the Peter Jackson, 
series. So no, it's not. Yeah, it, I know, but it's. I just figured that if you're using the same characters, it would be assumed that they're the same characters. You know what I mean? Like the same, the same Galadriel, for example. But it's yeah, different. I guess more in the books. I'm not quite understanding where you're going with this. I know that it doesn't follow the stories. Like, it's not directly related to... It doesn't matter. It's fine. I just was surprised to see if, if they... If they're have... not using the same actors, there shouldn't be any confusion. <sighs> I know. Because they're all characters from the books, correct? Yes, they are. So there shouldn't be an issue with whether mm-hmm. or not it's tied to the movies or not. Because I agree. they're not the same characters. I was only confused because I feel like Galadriel would not have been a young... She wouldn't have been that much younger looking. Sorry, okay. looking. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. It doesn't matter. I'll just push my glasses up and walk away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess I will also push my glasses up even higher. Yeah. <laughs> Are they on your forehead? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll leave the Lord of the Rings knowledge to you. I'm sure you know what you're talking about, but I just watch the movies. Yeah. And I guess now TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't even know if they had the same characters. I would recognize Sauron if he's just a giant fucking eye <laughs> on a tower. Yeah. I'd be like, I know that guy. Yeah. He was a dick. <laughs> it's one of those sea yeah. monsters. You wouldn't recognize Galadriel and Elrond? They're so characteristic. I don't know their names. Oh. Galadriel's the white elf chick that was played by Kate Blanchett. So like, how yeah, see, I don't know that. Oh, okay. I, I and then she had like the weird vampire moment. Yeah. Okay. That was the darkness in the ring. Okay. Like, I know like this the the few vampire main characters. Movie. Like, I yeah. know Legolas. Yeah. Mainly because I like to make jokes that he has no legs. Right. Or that he's unarmed. Yeah. If he has no weapon. Yeah. And then Elrond is um, Liv Tyler's dad. Okay. Oh, Agent Smith. Yes, correct. Agent Smith. <laughs> that was my next okay. jogging in memory. Okay. So I'm glad you got there. <laughs> okay. Hugo Weaving. Yes. Who also, oh, yeah. if anybody didn't know, not that it fucking matters, <laughs> uh, played the voice of Megatron in the uh, first Transformer movies. That was an interesting fact. Yeah. And then he got fired from doing the voice after he made comments that he... Uh, just kind of did the voice work and didn't really know much about Transformers and it was just a job to him. Who cares? Yeah, I know, If he right? did a good job, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I guess it was taken like he was not caring about the franchise. I don't know. I hate society. It turned into something dumb. Yeah, of course. It always does. Yeah. <laughs> like he was just making like a general statement. Like, yeah. I didn't, you know, I just kind of did the job. I didn't really... Yeah. Have a lot of interaction with yeah. the actual filming. I right. just did the voices and I was done. Yeah. But People were like, how dare you? Yeah. Yeah. We trusted you. <laughs> you were supposed to be a Decepticon of honor. He just brought out the little flasher. Make everyone forget he said that. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's Men in Black. Agent Smith is from The Matrix. Not Men in Black. But wasn't he also in Men in Black? Not that Am I, I know of. Oh, whatever. I guess I'm an idiot then. <laughs> I don't recognize him from Men in Black. Oh, okay. Now you're going to look it up, aren't you? Yeah, because I want to know how much of an idiot I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can scream at me if I'm wrong and you're right. Until then, 
we'll let Courtney Cox do the screaming. Yeah. Because she's apparently been recast as the reporter Gail Weathers for Scream 5's reboot slash continuation of the franchise. I keep forgetting they're doing that. Yeah. Sure. Uh, There's no info on her role within the movie. However, every fucking movie she's been in, she's the reporter who (laughs) is investigating the whole fucking killer thing. She seems like a really bad... So, maybe I should be reprising the role of Gail Weathers, and I can solve the investigation of who she's going to be playing and how she's going to be doing the role. Yeah, she's got to be, she's like a really bad investigative reporter if she hasn't like figured it out. That's pretty true. (laughs) Also, can we be honest here? She's probably going to die, right? I mean. If she's gone this many movies without dying. She's going to be dying. That's fair. Right? Yeah. They, they, they need to kill her so that they can uh, make people feel something for the, the stakes of this one, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I was talking about, obviously. All, I mean, they all wore black suits. Yeah. I get I, it. Uh... Sunglasses. I get it. <laughs> I've had half a beer, okay? I fucking get it. <laughs> Besides, fuck it. Cast him in the next yeah. fucking Why isn't he? Why hasn't Men in he Black been there International, where the hell it's called. <laughs> I know people hated that film. Yeah. I thought it was okay. I don't really have high regards for the old ones anyway. So yeah. the first one was like probably the best. Yeah. I remember I watched Men in Black 3 one time by myself while I was like on the phone with you. Okay. Yeah. When we were like first dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, wh-? I was like, I think I'm going to stay home and watch Men in Black 3. And you were like, why? <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, but it was really partially because I got to be on the phone with you, so mm. it worked out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's true. I, yeah. I only let people talk to me if they're watching Men in Black 3. <laughs> so you can talk shit to them? Yeah. <laughs> well, that explains why you thought he was in the movie. Yeah. Because you weren't paying attention. I was obviously attention. not paying attention. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty much it for our uh, overall news. Uh, I have one topic that i am so fucking confused about (laughs) i just do not understand how this is even a scenario that's happening so i want to talk to you about it okay and see if you can explain it to me all right like not just explain it like i want you to ma'am explain it to me (laughs) okay okay i mean how do you know i know about it (laughs) i seem to be the only one that's questioning why this is even a fucking thing so you know, we had our earlier reports, I don't know, like months ago probably mm-hmm. at this point, of Universal Pictures saying, hey, Trolls World Tour, that children's movie that we put on God, VOD no because yeah. theaters don't exist right now, did really fucking well. So when you say nobody cares about, I guess you well, were pretty wrong. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't care about it. <laughs> Children care about it. Fair enough. Therefore, parents have to care about it. Got it, got it. Um, So because that did really well, they said, hey, we're going to start putting certain films straight to PVOD, which is premium video on demand. Mm -hmm. A fancy term, you know, like top shelf liquor. Yes. It's it's just to say, hey, you can pay more money because it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. AMC theaters did not like that they said they were going to start putting certain movies out straight to on demand instead of in theaters. And so they said, you can't come to my birthday party. (laughs) Yeah. And we're not going to let you put your films in our theaters anymore because of this. 
and then they kicked rocks and they ran off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so update news is apparently they struck a deal. Universal Pictures and AMC Theaters have struck a deal that will now allow Universal to put their films on PVOD 17 days after the theatrical release or after three weekends of it being in theater. Okay. The original time frame was around 60 to 75 days. I also saw it was like 90, so okay. we'll say 60 to 90 days is the, the right. rough theater experience, depending on its success. And then AMC will get a undisclosed amount of profits from what they make with the, their films being on PVOD. Okay. So I don't understand this. This sounds like a win-win for AMC, and that's that. Like, that's it. I don't understand this at all. So first off, why does AMC even have a fucking say in whether or not Universal can put their pictures on video on demand? Because they threaten to not show Universal movies in their theaters? I don't know. Here's the thing. I I get that AMC is considered the largest theater chain in the world, but they are under heavy bankruptcy issues from what it seems in the news in the last few months so i can't imagine that they're in a position that they can leverage being on top with this issue right i mean they must be if they're able to pull this off i i don't know it just makes no sense to me basically what i'm seeing is universal can have their movies on demand but they have to put them in theater and then they have to give amc some money after it's on demand yeah like, what? I mean, I get, I can see why this would be beneficial to both parties. Because, so Universal, um, they're, they're going to theaters and they're going to get the, the movie theater crowd. But then they get to go to PVOD, so they're going to charge extra for it. It's not just waiting until it's video on demand or disc, right? Mm-hmm. So they're charging more for it. And they're going to get more people because a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of parents don't, they can't go to the movies with their kids because we talked about this before, the whole pandemic shit everywhere, but mm. um, they can't go to the movies with their kids because they won't fucking sit still or be sh- shut the fuck up for the whole movie. So, like, parents get to go see a movie and, like, if they have to pause it to go change a diaper or, like, mm. put the kid in a fucking kennel somewhere, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, right? <laughs> they, they can do that. Yes. So they're going to get more people that are putting money towards something earlier on. Because so basically the 17 days is going to be for the people who are hardcore. I must see this in theaters. Yes. Probably don't have kids. Right. They get to go as soon or as possible. Really, they have a very reliable babysitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I guess my logic is, let's say that AMC says, yeah, we're not going to play your movies. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure, they're losing off on those profits of not having their films in AMC theaters. Mm-hmm. But you imagine they're making up for that by having them on demand. And then also... Wouldn't the people who wanted to see that movie just be like, okay, I guess I'm going to a different theater to see this movie? Right. But I think that there was a whole kind of snowball effect going around where it was like, yeah, AMC threatened to not show your movies. And then other theaters didn't, I don't know if anybody ever ever jumped into that conversation, but other theaters could do the same. I don't feel like other theaters changed. I don't think they did either, but Uh, I feel like they could. And so when Universal realized that could be a thing. Maybe they were like, well, this way we get more money out of it because we do get the theater release, but we also get to do PVOD. And the cool thing about it, though, is even once it's on PVOD, 
AMC benefits by continuing to keep it in theaters for the people that do want to still go to theaters. I feel like this is just rewarding bad behavior, in my opinion. Oh, I 100% agree, but I'm interested and I'm really excited that this is happening because I like the idea of not having to go to theater if we don't have time or whatever, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, we have the uh, subscription thing. So yeah, I know. that's way more valuable for our wallets yeah. than being at home paying twice as much than the two of us going to see the movie in theater. Oh, yeah, no. Anyways. I agree. I'm thinking in terms for of... For every movie. I'm speaking in terms of movies that we don't get to theaters in our area, potentially. That's true. There's because, some movies that we just won't get. But yeah. keep in mind, this is not going to be every fucking movie they have. Yeah. They have certain movies like Jurassic World, mm-hmm. uh, Fallen Kingdom. Is it Fallen Kingdom? Is that the new one? I think so. No, that's no, the second it's one. it's Kingdom... God damn it. <laughs> Jurassic World 3... <laughs> And, um... Dominion. So, Jurassic World Dominion and the Fast and Furious films, right? Let's be honest. Those are probably the two big franchises that Universal has going right, right. now. Those are not going to be on demand instantly. No. Whether... Like, even if this wasn't an issue with AMC... Yeah. They didn't have plans to put those on demand instantly. Yeah. Because they want to get those theater uh, tickets, you know? Yeah. It seems like AMC is probably getting the better deal out of this, but I don't think Universal's coming up shorthand, like, with nothing. They're obviously getting something more than they would have, assuming there there isn't going to be any profits coming in because of AMC. Yeah. Obviously, on demand, they wouldn't make as much, presumably, as having it in theaters in any capacity. Right. But you kind of brought up, well... Other chains might say, well, we're not going to your, play your th- your movies now either. Mm-hmm. But it works the other way. So now that AMC is saying, well, we get a cut of your work, which is basically what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Capitalism. We did nothing <laughs> to make this movie, but we want some of the money. They're basically the mafia, mm-hmm. not destroying their property, yeah. their, pay, their business. Pay me so that I don't beat you up. Yeah. Basically, they're, <laughs> they're the mafia saying, yeah. we won't destroy your business if you just give us a, a fee. Yeah, that's a good point. The, um, but what the point I was going to make beyond that really good one I just made was, <laughs> <laughs> so what's stopping other chains from being like, okay, well, if you're going to give AMC a profit for no fucking reason, then we want one too. I think they'll just reach out to other movie producers or movie studios and make deals with them. That'd be my guess. Because this is what my question is. I assume that Universal's 17-day like border or cutoff Mm-hmm. That applies to no matter which theater. Like, that's just going to happen no matter what. And so they made a deal with AMC. So AMC gets a little bit of the profits. And AMC won on this deal. But they're still going to be on online 17 days later. And so all of the other theater chains are going to be suffering because of that. Right? Am I wrong here? Yeah, that's... Potentially. Potentially. If, if people are more interested in seeing it PVOD... Again, the people who are hardcore, I yeah. need to see this film, I've been waiting for this film, yeah. they're going to go see it in Agreed. theaters. yes. However, this 17-day mark isn't like, oh, you can watch this PVOD only if you would have already seen it at AMC. <laughs> it's like, you just have access to it, period. So it's not... It's take, theoretically taking business, some business away from other theaters as well. So I think that those other theater chains probably would... It behooved them to uh, reach out to the other movie theater movie studios and see if they can work out a deal between themselves so that everybody's kind of getting a piece of the pie. Because obviously there's a showing precedent that it's possible, depending on your lawyers. So Yeah, I, I'm kind of worried this is going to a slippery slope of movies becoming exclusive to, 
to theaters or which, uh, streaming services. Which that was another thing that was puzzling me. Like, why didn't AMC then be like, "Oh, uh, it's got to be exclusive to our AMC service app"? Why? Why was that not their negotiation? Yeah. If that was the whole point of them being upset, wouldn't that be their logic? That's of, a fair point. Why don't you make it exclusive to ours for X amount of days? Mm-hmm. And then you can go everywhere else after. So that they get their money out of bringing people in because they have to see it at their streaming service. Yeah. Um, I guess I just need to start working for these fucking companies Clearly. that make better deals for them. Yeah, exactly. And I don't even want AMC to succeed. Yeah. I'll say it. <laughs> I got a $50 gift card I got as a gift. I don't even care to use it. Can we use it online? Can we use it on their streaming card? Probably. I don't, I don't want to, though, because they fucking scam me. I know. They had that stupid ass, oh, rent one movie and then you'll get four fucking movies for free. Yeah. Uh, Little do they tell you until you do the fucking rental. Oh, you get your choice out of five movies. (laughs) All of them are old ass fucking movies that you don't care to see. Yeah. Pissed me off. Yeah. Well, to be fair, was it Voodoo or somebody else that did that like back in the day? I don't where it was know. like get these free movies and they gave you a list to choose from and it was all like I think, super old movies. I think there was a thing where we like That's why we own 17 again. <laughs> yeah, I have movies <laughs> I would never watch. Every time I see that I'm like, "Oh yeah." Yeah, the Zac Efron when he was like yeah. a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have movies. I don't know why <laughs> people have not been like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. But getting back to this whole thing. Yeah. Uh then that brings up another question for me. Is there a time limit? to how long AMC gets percent of the profits from the video on demand, or is it just for eternity, as, I, as long as it's out there? I would assume it's until it's out of theaters. That's what, what I would think. Like, the, the, the time frame that it would have been from theater to out, which that's, would be the 90 days at most, right? That's a good point. If it is that way, so if, if the rule is you continue getting a percentage of the profits from PVOD as long as the movie's in theaters, that's incentive for them to keep it in theaters longer. So then Universal is getting something out of it. Well, but Be- you only want to keep it in theaters if you're making a profit on it. Exactly. They're but- losing money if people aren't seeing the theater or the film, and then they're losing money on But the- if it's like between two movies and they like can't decide, maybe instead of bringing Wreck-It Ralph back in, <laughs> they can Are you sure that's not a good idea? <laughs> Because our AMC sure as fuck thought it was a great idea with 10 fucking new movies that came out that weekend. Um, But but they didn't want to show any of them. Yeah. So my point is, though, if you have two movies that are like they're performing about the same and we can only keep one of them, one of them them is a universal film and they're probably more likely to keep that one because Mm. if they keep it an extra week, that's an extra week of PVOD profits they make. Yeah. It's all business. I get it. It's just it just seems like Universal had the upper hand in the situation where they could have just been like, yeah, all right, don't play our films. And then eventually when AMC is like, we really have no money coming in because of this <laughs> pandemic and we were already failing. I mean, before a pandemic, theaters were already hurting for yeah. business. So people are not going to be rushing back into theaters. Sure, you're going to get like 2% of the population right. doing that. But you're not going to get the same amount that we're doing it before the pandemic. Yeah. And one thing to consider is that it could be that maybe it wasn't this me versus you scenario. Maybe Universal, as a as a conglomerate, basically, realizes if I don't have in-person theaters, that's a good portion of my income. So I need to do something to make a deal with this in-person theater company so that I can continue to have people so go see my movies. It's kind of like, I guess, in a sense, to simplify it, 
it's easier to pay off somebody suing you a chunk of money than waste a bunch of our money money on the trial expenses. Yeah, potentially. Or just them realizing that they could continue to reap benefits from Universal playing their movies. I just hate when people fucking win. I know. I feel like they don't deserve this. Yeah. I really feel like in another life you were like a divorce lawyer or something. You know, my mom always told me that I should Are be a lawyer. Are you serious? <laughs> Whatever I'd argue with her. She's like, you should be a lawyer. You like to argue with people. <laughs> and then I would say, no, I, no, don't. I don't. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I Honestly, if, I, if we didn't have such a bad experience with our AMC, I'd probably be more like, open-minded to this but Mm -hmm. i feel like the experience we've had with amc has been very negative as just as a business yeah and so then when you throw this whole like child tantrum about a business putting their shit on a streaming service when it's not even the law that they can't do that yeah it just makes me want them to fail more yeah i get it but obviously the implications of the biggest theater chain worldwide going bankrupt has economic impacts on everybody, and not pr- just primarily Universal and large film companies. So it's in their best interest to yeah. for the AMC to survive. And I do want to be fair. And yes, my enemy is my friend. I guess. Our, huh? Yes, exactly. AMC is trash here, but we had really good experiences at other AMCs. Yeah, but I'm not driving two hours no, I'm not advoc- to go to a fucking movie. I'm not advocating that, but I'm just saying that. <laughs> I'm not driving longer, yeah. longer than, than the time to watch yeah. the movie. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying maybe the the company as a whole pr- might not be as terrible as the location in our area. That's possible. Yeah. But that doesn't help me, so. I know. <laughs> Hell, our Regal apparently might be closing, so yeah, we'll see what happens with that. membership won't mean shit anyway. Um, but, uh, since they're getting so much money from Universal with their, uh, PVOD in the future, I guess they'll have the ability to improve the fucking theater in our area. Yeah, maybe. And make it worth going to. If it doesn't just close in general. Yeah. <laughs> maybe they can afford playing more than Wreck-It Ralph every fucking... Yeah. Every couple months. You know what sucks about that theater? Just one more thing before we move on. <laughs> Is they really, really enjoyed... The nachos. Right. And the seating. The seats were nice. I've gone there just for the nachos (laughs) because I had the $5 credit bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even see a movie. Yeah. I was like, I I got to use this. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, it's my nature. Yeah. I I have credit. I need to use it. Yeah. But I don't want to go see a movie there. Their nachos were like the best deal in movie movie concession history. Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Get out of the theater business yeah. and just make nachos. Yeah. And their seats, unfortunately, fucking ruined me for every other theater. Because mm. now that we go to Regal, yeah. I get pissed off every time. I'm like, that's this is the, fucking trash. That's the only thing that sucks. It's like there's pros and cons to all these theaters. AMC, I will admit, they had really good fucking seats. Really good seats. Uh, but the service sucked. True. The They apparently don't even get to pick the movies they get. They yeah. just... They just get sent whatever the fuck they get sent. They don't even know yeah. until they get them. So whoever's giving them assignments must be like, didn't wasn't there a year like a time where there were two Bollywood movies in there at a time? Yeah. And I was like, what? I, 
There's only six screens. You can't have two Bollywood and movies. And we don't even have screens. a big demographic of. We don't have a very large Indian demographic. We have some, but like, I feel like having two at a time seems misba- unbalanced whenever you didn't get like other. Well, movies. there's literally only four screens. So. Yeah. Yes. Six, right? Two tiny ones, right? Okay, I guess you're right. There yeah. were six. So there was two of that. They were like there basically two little personal baby ones. Yeah. Like, if we stand close enough to our. <laughs> TV at home, it would be about the same size. Yeah, they were very small. (laughs) Yeah, so four legitimately sized theaters, and so you put I mean, they were still smaller than normal theaters, but... Yeah, yeah. They had two, I think, that were the standard size. Yeah, there were two that were standard, yeah, like you said, really big. Two that were, like, medium, and two that were really small. But that's the sad thing, is even their largest theaters pulling in big blockbuster movies Mm -hmm. would have maybe... 30 people at most yeah, in the theater. it was never crowded. Opening night? Not once. So it's like, obviously you need to fucking do something different. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. But we have a lot to unpack. Yeah, I mean, Universal isn't isn't clear of any charges. Yeah, I got true. beef with Universal, too. Yeah, we have some. Because people. they're the parent company, I believe, mm-hmm. of NBC. Uh-huh. Which brought in the Peacock service a uh-huh. few weeks because ago. Because we all needed another streaming service. <laughs> right. But don't worry. This one's free, according uh-huh. to them. Sort of. Fine print. Yeah. You pay for it with your time. Yeah. Um. All right. So, quick little overview. It launched on July 15th. And according to Comcast, they have 10 million accounts signed up as of the 30th of July. Which means nothing when they're for, when it's free. I know. Um, but that's including people who signed up as part of their Comcast cable TV package and new signups after mm. it launched. Well, I think... Because they had a soft launch. People with Xfinity were given the beta uh-huh. access. So they got to watch all of it right. before it technically was out. And they get it... Um, Although I don't bu- think it's it had... Bu- it's a bundled thing with Comcast now. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it had the originals at the time. I think it was no, just it didn't. older programming that right. was available. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's three subscription tiers. The base tier is free, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, it, it's ad-supported, and it has a, quote, limited catalog, um, which does not include the original series. Yeah, so it defeats the point yeah. of why you would need it. Right. So I guess it's just to watch any old it's, shit that they have available. Yeah, so what's on the free or the base tier is like a bunch of classic NBC shows like Law & Order and shit like that, um, Daily News... You can uh, watch pe- documentaries that they were on the, in the past, Dateline, mm-hmm. and Universal Film Franchises, since we're on that topic. Right. <laughs> um, but like we said, no original series. Hey, and... maybe AMC will get a profit out of those. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> From the ad revenue. So if you want to get rid of ads, it's not the next tier up. <laughs> the, uh, the middle tier is called Premium, and it's four ninety nine a month. And it is still ad-supported. Yeah, so just so we're clear, we can pay you for your free streaming service that has ads to then have ads still. Yes. Great. Yeah. Sign me the fuck up. Right. Which is Um, what we have, but only because they uh, pro tip anyone wants to try it. We already said this thing last time, but Uh uh, if you have an Android phone, Mm -hmm. you can download the app on the Google Store and they will give you an email after you sign up for the free version mm-hmm. to go 
upgrade to premium for I think it was ninety days free. Okay. No charge. I keep remind me when we're done. I got to do that so we have another one. <laughs> Let's try and time it so when mine oh, ends. Oh right, yeah, we should wait. Yeah. Good call. Um, okay, so the the bonus of playing paying four ninety nine per month is that you get the new original shows. Um, Let's make it clear. She yeah. did air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, and then lots of children's content and universal kids' movies. You have to pay extra for kids' movies, which is kind of a dick move, mm, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, and this tier does bundle free with Xfinity and Cox cable customers. Okay. So this is the tier that they were getting as a subscriber. So there are lots of those 10 million are probably those mm-hmm. people because they don't so it, I guess this kind of answers our question then. Mm-hmm. Why would you pay for the premium if the ads are still there? You wouldn't. It's, you're not really paying for the ads, less ads. You're yeah. paying for... Uh, More stuff. Getting stuff for your kids, essentially. Yes. It's basically to get to parents to... Yeah. You're paying for a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and the original shows, which aren't there aren't a ton of. We'll get into that later. But if you're really into, interested in one of those, you would have to pay the four ninety nine to get access to them. Um, you can pay an additional $5 per month to get, quote, ad-free, which makes you a total of $9.99 per month. And it says there's no ads, but there's a stipulation that I saw on one of the articles I read that said some special events and things could still have ads. So yeah. I'm like, what? Ha-? So <laughs> doubling down, aren't yeah. we? Pay ten dollars yeah. a month and you won't have any ads. Yeah. Except for except when for, you have ads. Except for sometimes when you have ads. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'm not thrilled about their setup here for the tiers and all of that. Yeah. But um. They do have a decent amount of content, but a lot of it's older. As far as the originals go, they don't yeah. have a whole lot there. Right. I think yeah. half of their originals is just kid programming. Right. Let's uh let's talk about our general feedback on how the app functioned real quick, and then we'll get into the programming. Gotcha. Okay. I'll just go fuck myself. Oh. <laughs> um. So how did you feel about the UI and like how it functioned? Because I I feel like it was fine, but I did notice one thing: there's no user profiles, so we have yes, one so watch list. You yeah, Not you're thrilling. basically doing the one watch list. Yeah. Which even uh, Amazon is finally getting out of that. Yeah. <laughs> How many years later? I know, right? Like so, over a decade, so I feel like. So as far as navigating the menu, I kind of made you do most of the navigation. So how did you feel about it? I mean, it it scrolls fine. It's mm-hmm. just, it's a little complicated with where they have stuff. Uh, the one thing I will say I do enjoy about this is they have a section called channels. Mm-hmm. And when you go to that, you can actually watch the channels they have supported within their, mm-hmm. you know, umbrella of broadcasting. Like live TV? As live TV. Oh, got it. Yeah. So you can oh, yeah. actually watch Dateline stuff. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of nice for people who don't have cable. Okay. It's kind of a sense of free to air through this. Right. You could watch theoretically live TV. Okay. Through that's their fair. channels. Yeah. And I think other apps have done that. Right. Um So... In that sense, I kind of enjoy this Mm -hmm. idea, and I kind of hope that Disney maybe go into that idea with Mm -hmm. Disney Plus and putting, you know, their Disney channels on it at some point. That would be nice. I guess that's based on their licensing and all that stuff, though, with the cable providers. 
Um, or are they just going to eliminate all that shit yeah. in general and then yeah. put it in For on, sure. on streaming in itself? Okay. Um, but it was a fine set. It's it's basic. Mm-hmm. It's nothing special. Uh, it was a little hard to find things to an extent. Um, okay, so I know we just shit, shit talked about... Shit talked? Shit spoke? I don't know. Whatever. We just talked a lot of shit about the ads. <laughs> um, but they're claiming that you are limited to only five minutes of ads per hour, which is less than the traditional ratio on broadcast or cable TV, which is 16 minutes per hour, which is insane. I did not realize it was that much. If it if that's true, then I guess it's an improvement over, like, a cable subscription, but it's still irritating. Um, but... With respect to those ads, I feel like I would be less pissed off about the ads if they didn't lie to us. Yes. <laughs> right? Because the very first thing we watched started with, like, a fucking mayonnaise commercial, which was, first of all, gross. Yeah. Well, it was, like, a <laughs> promo within, basically saying it was, like, from what I got, it was it was sponsored by mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> And because of that, you're only getting one commercial in this show. Yeah. And that commercial is going to be, you guessed it, mayonnaise. Right. In case you needed to yeah. be sold on whether you eat fucking mayonnaise or not. Right. So it was confusing because I was like, oh, that's kind of cool because I know Hulu did that mm-hmm. or somebody did that where it's like, you watch this whole thing now. Oh, no, it's Spotify. Never mind. Whatever. There's something where it says, if you watch this video now, you won't have anything for the next 30 minutes. Um, I think Hulu did do that. Yeah, they did that uh, in, for a in the past. I think yeah. they had a thing where you yeah. could do that, where it was like yeah, you could watch a, a five minute ad, ad or yeah. something. And ridiculous. that was great because you could say yeah, sure, and walk away for five. <laughs> Go minutes. Go to the bathroom, <laughs> get some popcorn. <laughs> great, no ads. Nom nom nom. <laughs> but I mean, this one was a fucking straight up lie because we had so many ads. Yeah, they after they this. constantly had the mayonnaise one, and they weren't and then just they had mayonnaise. other ones. Yeah. There and was, then, of course, they had a lot of their own programming yeah. commercials or yeah. promos, what right. do you want to call them. And then it was also weird because it felt like during the various programming that we watched, there were these weird cuts that appeared to be for commercial, but there wasn't a commercial in them. So it mm-hmm. was confusing. Or sometimes they would just cut to a commercial yes. during the middle of a fucking line yeah. when someone's talking. So it seemed like whoever was putting the commercials into the programming wasn't paying attention to where the cuts were or something like that. Unless it's some kind of algorithm that they are using Maybe. that's just not working pr- appropriately. Yeah, so it was a little rough because of that. Uh, overall, it was it was just trash. Yeah, uh, not really. the sense of the ad usage mm-hmm. um i personally feel like if you're paying for a service you shouldn't have ads in in general oh i totally agree i mean i know hulu does the same thing so and so does quibi and i don't agree with it yeah so i i feel like if, if you're paying you shouldn't have ads at all yeah because you know what they're doing is they're getting the money from the ads mm-hmm. and then they're also just getting the money out of you when they're just making that money from the ads anyways. Yeah, exactly. So they're just... They're double dipping. Yeah, they're putting their hands in multiple gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's As the saying goes. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the saying. Um, yeah, I wasn't... I'm not thrilled by the concept of them charging for it and then also having ads, at least to the level that they did. I don't know. I'm not happy about it um okay so let's talk about their programming and the variety of what they offered i guess uh so they really didn't have a huge 
menu to start with, uh, as far as original programming goes. Um, pretty much like four adult shows and then like a bunch of kids shit. Um, we'll talk about the ones that we watched and stuff, but um, it wasn't a very big menu. They did have a lot of like universal movies that were on the menu for launch. But the weird thing about that is that that all of most of them, or at least the big ones, were already gone um, by the end of July. Um, so like Fast and Furious, which is hilarious, there was on, it was on there for launch, but then it was gone the next day. It was already over as after July 16th, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Like, why even bother? I mean, we kind of saw that with HBO Max, right? That's true. They, they launched, and yeah. then, like, within the first week, they're like, oh, these things are leaving now. Yeah. In fact, I even just noticed today mm-hmm. the entire Harry Potter film collection is leaving HBO Max, yeah. which I'll give Disney credit. They might not have a lot of content coming out frequently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like other services are trying to do, but... Yeah. At least they're leaving their shit on their service the entire time. Yeah, that's true. At least Um, for now. Some of the other big, bigger named things, uh, Blair Witch 1 and 2, Jonah Hex, all the Jurassic Park movies, the first three anyway, uh, The Matrix 1 through 3, The Mummy 1 and 2, Shrek. Is it Matrix? I thought it was um, Men in Black. Shut the fuck up. Um, Shrek and Spawn all left July 31st. So they were on there for a grand total of, what, 16 days? It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, but do you know how many times I was able to rewatch Spawn? <laughs> how many? I don't know. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> but if I did... It would have been a lot. Yeah, 16 days worth, I guess. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, Peacock had a comment saying that it's common for films to come and go on streaming services and that these titles should be back again soon without providing any specific specific dates of course they don't have any fucking dates because there's like contracts and other shit that was already in place before they launched this shit but i just feel like plan your shit better well i mean jurassic park is clearly owned by universal yeah uh but i think it's actually on hbo max too so that's probably what it is that's probably why then because i have noticed with some of these programmings they'll say they're leaving Mm -hmm. and then it'll pop up on a different service that we also have Mm -hmm. and so i think they're just kind of rotating certain things that are older and they just don't think matter enough right i mean you're not going to see jurassic world probably going on a competing service but that's true um so the first first thing we watched i think on this new service kind of pissed us off well we were mostly excited about this one i know i was really excited about it when i found out about it the 30 rock reunion yeah, it was like a quarantine slash reunion episode. Right. This kind of goes into I the know. ad problem, right? I know. I know. <laughs> so this is, I think, why I th- this was probably the last straw I had with making this clearly a bullshit scheme to just advertise to people. Yeah. They say it was an hour long special. Oh my god! But it was not. Uh, Spoilers. See above <laughs> rant about ads. Yeah. This kind of goes back into the ad issue we had with the service so far. It just seems like it's just a giant gimmick to just throw ads at you. Yeah. The entire episode had very thin strings connecting ads for the other promos for their own shows that are new to the service. or yeah. And sometimes not even thinly veiled at all. Sometimes they were blatantly obvious. So Well, when I say thinly stringed, I just mean yeah. like the plot. Yeah. Was just like, the scene was basically meant to just plug a show. Right. Like, the whole character having, you know, to, to decide on all the pilot shows for the next season. Yeah. Uh, whatever, the next year. Yeah. It was like, clearly just a gimmick to, 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 show to them. then 
highlight. Like, literally, there was a scene where he's like, oh, I want you, these other characters, mm-hmm. to just watch these yeah. and let me know what you think of them. Yeah. And then it pops into the viewers watching. Yeah. Literally, I think it was four or so Long. trailers yeah. for their programming that's actually on the Peacock service. Yeah. And they was, weren't like fake things to be funny. They yeah. were really the shows. What was really confusing about it is that like watching other stuff, like, like you'll see the same trailers in between things and you're like, but so it's when we first, when we had watched the trailers, when we first saw them in embedded in this special, it was like, oh, it's just a trailer. Okay. It'll pass. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, oh, this is part, this is part of the show. Yes. What the exactly. fuck is happening? <laughs> They'd reference things. Yeah. That then they had commercials that were just commercials. Not even, yeah. you know, like I'm sure Miracle Whip was in there somewhere, but they had just, piece. you know, traditional commercials <laughs> on top of the promotions within yeah. the show. And there was like Miller Lite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then they even tried to be this meta joke about it and be like, acknowledge that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, ha, 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 hilarious. Yeah. No, this is trash. It's dumb, yeah. It, it, I feel like it put a huge stain on 30 Rock as a show, in Absolutely. my opinion. Yeah. Because this is now the last thing that they're going to be having on their series is product placement are us essentially yeah for an hour yeah like i would love to know the actual stats on what was actual show and what was just ads i know i wonder if somebody's done that (laughs) taking notes on what time the show started and what time Mm -hmm. ads started i think a third the way in i was at the point where i was just hate watching it I wasn't even enjoying the show. I was just, like, hate watching it. I agree. We were at the point, I was, like, I was really excited to watch this thing. And then I was, like, I wasn't, like, super hating on Peacock yet. I was just, like, oh, great, we need another fucking streaming service. But I didn't have any specific hatred towards Peacock. Mm -hmm. But after watching this, I was, like, well, this can go fuck itself. Like, I was mad. And to know (laughs) that this actually broadcast on NBC as well a few times makes me then go, well, now I get why you're doing the promos. But at the same time, if I was... Tuning in live, not knowing that was the point of this whole fucking special, I would be really fucking mad. Exactly. At least it was on the Peacock service when we watched it. Mm -hmm. So, dead dove, I guess. Yeah. But if you weren't watching it on... (laughs) If anybody doesn't get the dead dove reference, you need to watch Arrested Development. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. But anyone who doesn't know that this was basically what it was is... you're gonna be very. Uh, you're gonna be yeah. really let down. Yeah. I, mean, I was let down. Yeah. So, huge letdown. Yeah. We also feel like this is so much of not an actual episode of an actual show that we're not even gonna bother rating it. Mm-hmm. But I think if you've been listening, you know how we feel about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm not rating it, but if I was, <laughs> it probably got a record for the worst yeah. fucking rating. Yeah. Uh, we watched a couple other of the originals. From Peacock, first of which was one of the bigger titles, Brave New World. That one launched with Peacock on July 15th. Um, It's, for a little bit of background, it's an adaptation of the 1932 novel by Aldous Huxley. And essentially it's a futuristic utopia, I'm using air quotes, society. Um, They've achieved peace and stability by outlawing monogamy, privacy, money, family, and history even. (laughs) Yeah, 
they didn't seem like, there was things in there that didn't make sense to me yeah because it felt like it didn't follow the logic of their whole premise of the society right um i i was confused too and i feel like i thought i read this book but after watching this i was like did i not read it maybe i'm confused so well, they could have taken a lot of liberties with that's the story true. yeah um so we watched three there's a total of nine episodes up for this for this first season and we watched three of the episodes mm-hmm. um I I mean I enjoyed it. It was very weird and a little hard to follow to begin with, but I think once you got the concept it was a little bit Yeah. So basically better. what I understood was I'm assuming other areas are like this too, but London specifically New London. New London, yeah. sorry. <laughs> New London specifically is this futuristic, really luxurious living world. Mm-hmm. And then other places were basically apocalyptic wastelands that were just you just doing people, whatever you can to survive. The people are called savages, and they live like kind of like normal post-apocalyptic yeah. humans, like it was you would expect. A clear reference to social classes. Yes, rich versus poor. Exactly, and there's. It's clearly there's references to genetic engineering and all kinds of crazy futuristic stuff going on yeah. in the rich society. Well, it sounds like they fuck to fuck, but they don't fuck to reproduce. Right. No, it doesn't. It seems like they do not. Which I'm not against that. Yeah. And I'm sure women are not against that yeah, idea. I don't think anybody would be against not having to gestate I mean, if possible. Save me those nine months and all of the damage it does. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so... I will keep watching this. How do you feel about it? Yeah. I At first, I didn't really care much about it. I mm-hmm. was watching it with you because you wanted mm-hmm. to try it out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was a little slow in the first episode. Did not at all resemble the show that I thought the trailer reflected. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the third episode, I think enough shit hit the fan that I was on board with watching the rest of it. And I think... Episode up to episode three, I think, basically sets up what the trailer represents the show is going to be. Yeah. So I think that's the part that kind of my complaint would be is the trailer shouldn't have done what it did because I think it, in a sense, I think it spoils. You already know the outcome. The outcome of what the first three episodes are going to do because you know where it ends up based off the trailer. Yes. And so that made no sense to me. That's true. Um, but I think it's got a lot of potential going to the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, Demi Moore was a, a character in this, uh, yeah. which I did not expect. Yeah. Uh, at she first, was... I didn't recognize her because she's blonde. Yeah. Uh, then I was like, wait a minute. That's my G.I. Jane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. I feel like... One of the articles I kind of read about this, I tried to, like, skim a little bit without mm-hmm. getting spoiled on stuff. And people were saying, which I agree with, that it may, it seems to pay more homage to, like, Westworld rather than I uh, got the novel. major Westworld vibes yeah, from the show. Yeah, absolutely Westworld vibes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I was going to say something and I realized that spoil it's spoilery. Okay, got it. Um, so yes, I'm going to keep watching it and I would recommend people check it out if you feel like paying the $5.99 or getting the trial, really get Mm -hmm. the trial because I, I'm against paying the $5.99.
personally. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never. I wouldn't pay. recommend anybody pay it, for things. Like if this. you're getting ads, anyways, then why would you fucking even pay? Well, sense. I guess you have to pay for the show. But yes, exactly. I have noticed that they are doing free. Uh, check out the first couple episodes. Things, gotcha. which is a that's, good way for good. people to see if they even give a fuck about exactly. the show yeah. at that point. Yeah, because there might be shows on here that are a waste of your fucking time. Absolutely, and paying for it is only going to be insult to injury after yes uh 30 rock <laughs> yeah you'll be pissed uh but 30 rock's not the only one that i was very disappointed in right we also watched a show called intelligence yes which is a less than 30 minute comedy yeah. starring uh david schwimmer of friends yeah and he's an NSA agent who is traveled to the UK to help with some relations. He's assigned as the American liaison to the NSA, who's with the GCHQ, which essentially, from my impression, was the British NSA. This show has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. I like the cast other than David Schwimmer himself. Yeah. I feel like he ruins the show for me yes i agree i'm the only reason we watched this is because we were like this looks fucking stupid but yeah. whatever we'll check it's 22 minutes let's check it out so we can say it actually mm-hmm. is stupid rather than just assuming yeah, it is. and it's only six episodes and i think we watched, we watched three three yes which was more than i planned to watch yes. but we i don't know i, I guess we just forgot we were not well, interested we, i in think them. we just realized it Maybe wasn't as bad as we expected like i said yeah the entire show premise was fine the characters I liked other than him. Yes. Uh, I feel like I couldn't get a read on his character because in the beginning it seemed like he was like supposed to be this cool, douchey guy. Yeah. But then other episodes he's like, or other times he's like just this dumb loser. Yeah. And so I can't tell which he's actually supposed to be. I feel like he's the dumb loser putting on a front that he's this cool, douchey guy. And sometimes he lets it slip. Yeah, because then there's another character who idolizes him, mm-hmm. and he treats him like he's this loser yeah. that he's dealing, having to deal with all the time. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like that guy is like cooler than you. Yeah. To be fair, the rest of their GCHQ treats that guy pretty much the same. So I don't know what's going on with that. I guess. Yeah. Regardless, it's irritating. I mean, it sucks. I'm sorry, David Schwimmer, but I hate that I, he's in this. I'm not sorry. Yeah, I just like, I don't, I can't figure out a reason why I hate it other than the fact that he's in it. The rest of it doesn't bother me. It's, uh, there's some funny things in it, but I, I just do, don't like looking at it. I just feel like specifically his character, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's just him trying to do improv or if it's mm-hmm. literally written into the show the way he does the jokes or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But I feel like he's just trying way too hard to be funny. Right. And he's not. Yeah. Maybe they need to add like a laughing track in order for it to work. <laughs> yeah. Like friends needed. Yeah. But I just don't feel like he's right for this. Yeah. Uh, I would rather it have been a complete stranger that I had no idea who they were. Yes. And I would have been okay with it. I assumed it had to do with like getting him back for friends or something. Maybe. He's like, I want a show. But like I... But Friends is on HBO Max, so I don't understand. I don't know how the it's the ownership very, works with that stuff. It's all very confusing. So, um, will you keep watching it? <sighs> Here's the thing: I probably will, 
only because it's only six episodes and right. I'm already halfway through and they're yeah. like 20 minute episodes. It's the completionist watch, not the because I want to watch because, it. Not because, yeah. And like I said, <laughs> the overall show I'm interested in, I yeah. think they have some interesting characters mm-hmm. overall. I did find some characters I felt like they kind of stole that character from, like, there's a character who's like an assistant and she yeah. looks like she's basically the same fucking character as in Mythic Quest. Absolutely. She's the same exact character. So I don't know the timeline of when these shows were being produced or right. created, but like it feels like they just kind of plugged that character yeah, into their own like, show. Yeah, they're like, oh, people like that character. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, but she's obviously a much smaller role in this show. Yeah. I'll probably continue it and finish it. Because it's, it's not that it's much. It's an hour. Yeah. I waste an hour on 30 Rock. I guess I could race, waste an hour on this. Fair which enough. doesn't have a bunch of plug-in promotion. I mean, it still has ads, but... For Miracle Whip, <laughs> yes. Who it's, knows? It's maybe, Best Foods, by maybe, the way. <laughs> It's the wrong mayo. Isn't Miracle Whip just the name of Miracle Whip mayonnaise? Is, no. It's like... No, it's a brand like, name. It's like, isn't it like margarine versus butter? I mean, yeah. Because Miracle Whip's not like a true mayonnaise. It's, it's, okay. it's not an important well, discussion. I don't fucking like either. So. Yeah, I know. Hey, you want you want eat fat cream? <laughs> I mean, clearly you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I think it's nasty. Um, so I guess for recommendation purposes, I would say if you don't hate David Schwimmer, then yes, watch this. <laughs> but if you if he bothers you like he bothers me, I wouldn't bother. Yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. that's the simplest way of putting it. <laughs> uh, and then uh, we didn't really watch anything else. Yeah, there's another show we were going to check out, but we'll talk about it next week. It was called the something? Yeah, the something. Mm. <laughs> it obviously left an impression on us. I... <laughs> there is another show that sounds like it might be good. I mean, you but can't think I, of it, can I forgot you? the name of it. Exactly. So, okay. <laughs> so, I'm not the asshole here. We're both the asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't forget it because it's not worth remembering. I forgot yeah. it because I just fucking suck at remembering right. tv shows apparently yeah the capture no i don't know it's yeah fine. was it the capture yeah boom the, ca- the capture <laughs> boom yeah fuck um, yeah so we'll probably watch that and tell you about tell you guys about it next week yeah but we do have like one million trailers to talk about so going to our trailer trash or treasure uh jurassic world camp cretaceous is a netflix show coming out in september 18th it looks Pixar-y. Yeah, it yeah. very Pixar-y. Yeah. The character designs are very much Pixar yeah, looking. I was confused. Um so it's basically just a Jurassic World kid show, it looks yep. like. Um I'm a little confused on the timeline. Yeah. I guess I'm looking too far into it. Yeah, but I think it's probably a separate. It feels like it has to be a prequel to the first Jurassic World based off what they showed in the trailer, which was basically a handful of kids showing up to the island with dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Like, oh, cool. Look at this cool camp. Yeah. And then they start uh, playing on it, and then dinosaurs uh, show up. Out of containment. Indominus yeah. Rex. Yeah. Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Velociraptors. Yeah. There's all among some other herbivores. Yeah. And I'm thinking, where the fuck are their parents? Yeah. And why the fuck are they here? Yeah. The whole thing is very confusing timeline-wise. But, um, I mean, it looks entertaining, so I can't say I wouldn't watch it. I oh, I'm going to watch yeah. it. <laughs> it's Jurassic World. Of course I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm either going to love it because of Jurassic World or I'm going to hate it because yeah. it's Jurassic World for and kids. And they're ruining it, yeah. Um, so I think... I don't know. I think it's going to, I'm assuming it's going to be either a different 
timeline that's unrelated to the films, like the live actions. Or... I feel like it's tied to the films because it's very much that. I mean, they had Indominus Rex. They did. You're right. They okay. have uh, Betsy. Is that what they call her? Isn't that the name of a? Uh, or is it Rosa? Rosie. Rosie. Tyrannosaurus Rex. There's a name for that dinosaur. E- the the original Tyrannosaurus Rex from the movies. Oh. It's got a it's got a name. Okay. There's a apparently a underground fan base that has a name for it. Got it. <laughs> I used to know it. Okay. I guess I'm not cool anymore. I guess not. Um well this looks like it's gonna be entertaining, so I'm gonna call it a treasure. Oh, it's it's a treasure for me. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope that it doesn't ruin it. Has all the fucking Kid stuff. Kid stuff, yeah. <laughs> like those kids better get eaten. Yeah, at least one. At least three needs to get eaten. <laughs> they started with like six. You can't expect half of them to get eaten. It's a kid's hey, show. You know what? <laughs> Equality, you know? Okay, all right. You all can't right. favor people because they're kids. <laughs> so I expect somebody to get eaten. It's gonna be annoying if nobody gets gets harmed in this entire thing. Yeah. They don't have to show blood, you know? Just be like a kid and a goat, and then a T-Rex shows up, and then they pan over to the kid and the goat screaming, and then over to the T-Rex being like, um, and yeah. then over to the kid and the goat, but the kid's gone, you know? Yeah. Like, that's all you gotta do. Yeah. You just see the goat running away. But like, sucks to suck. Um, just so you know, the T-Rex's name is Roberta. Roberta. I knew it was <laughs> R. With some kind of... ridiculous name. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So... Let's move on to the next trailer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Marvel's Hellstrom. No clue who this character is. Nope. It's one of the it's one of the Marvel movie or Marvel shows that was dealt for Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I think the others were pretty much all canceled Mm -hmm. aside from one of the cartoons. It was. It's supposed to come out October sixteenth, and I'm confused because I can't tell. I feel like based on googling, Hellstrom is the guy. But in I the thought show... the chick was the main character in this trailer. <laughs> yeah. It's... But the guy seems to be Hellstrom. Yeah. So unless you're doing like a gender swap thing, yeah. I don't understand. I'm interested to see where that goes. I'm not sure what the hell this show is. Yeah. Probably but... not going to watch it because we don't have Hulu anymore. Yeah. I mean, we'll probably get Hulu another trial at some point. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to call it a typical. But I'm not going to get Hulu for this. Exactly. I would not subscribe for this show. But I, it, it looks like I would watch it if we resubscribe okay. at some point. Um. I'm going to say trash. I just didn't care. You didn't care? Wow. All. Okay. It just didn't catch me at all. Okay. The the powers and whatnot like looked kind of interesting, so I'm, I'm going to still I'm gonna call it typical. But Okay. <clears throat> like, I imagine at some point after it's been on a little bit, it'll probably shift over to Disney Plus or something. I don't know. If it doesn't... Uh, maybe that's why it's on Hulu. Maybe it's a more of adult tone. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it's like horror or whatever, as, but as far as my... It didn't do enough to give me the care... Whether I find out who this character is or not. Gotcha. So. Okay. Uh, Utopia was the next trailer we watched. It's an Amazon original mm-hmm. coming out in the fall. Yeah. Apparently this is also based off a book. I think, yeah, that sounds And cool. I have no idea what this is. It seemed interesting based on the trailer, but. What I was getting out of the trailer was they live in this world where they make animal people. Did you get that vibe at all? Nope. Okay. <laughs> like, I just, like, it felt like the whole brave new world, but with, like, a dark tone to it. 
I could see that. It's very. It seems similar to the Brave New World concept. I feel like there was references to other animals being manipulated into like people or something or some kind of genetic thing happening. Yeah. That's all I got. I. <laughs> it seemed like there's definitely like um. There's definitely going to be a dark tone because it's Jillian Flynn, I think. Yeah. Jillian Flynn's the one who did Gone Girl. Okay, so the summary based off IMDb is a group of young adults who meet online get a hold of a cult underground graphic novel, which not only pins them as the target of a shadowy deep state organization, but also burdens them with the dangerous task of saving the world. Okay. Did not get that at all from the trailer, in my opinion. It was... I agree. (laughs) Not at all. The trailer was just very confusing. Um, I feel like a lot of things were going on, and there was clearly some kind of conspiracy going on, and there was, like, people wearing animal heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Hence why I thought they were trying to turn people on the animals. I assumed that they were or, masks. But. <laughs> well, yes, that I know was a mask. What yeah, I'm saying yeah. is there was also lines that made me feel like they were experimenting with genetics or got something it, with animals and people. I guess I was expecting a... Island of Dr. Moreau kind of vibe out of this, based off the trailer. Okay. Without them actually showing that kind of stuff. Understood. Well, it seems like it's interesting, but I'm confused by it, so... Now it sounds like it's like a young adult thing, so yeah, now so I'm probably not interested in much. I mean, it's on Amazon, so we'll probably have it, so I will check it out, but I'm going to okay. still call it a typical. I'm going with the trash. <laughs> Just trash everywhere today, yeah. huh? Yeah. Okay. I'm trashing my trash, I'm trashing my cat... <laughs> I'm trashing. <laughs> I'm trashing these trailers. Yep. I'm trashing the Peacock service. <laughs> All right. I'm like the anti Oprah. <laughs> yeah. You get you, trash, you get and trash. you get trash. Yeah. Everybody gets trash. Um. So what about this one? I know you liked this show, His Dark Materials season two. That is coming out this fall on Amazon, and we finally saw a trailer from the Comic Con stuff. How did you feel about it? Uh. Still trash. Felt like more of the same. Okay. I liked the show, but I felt like it wasn't amazing. I agree. Um, I felt like this trailer was very jam-packed with different scenes, and so it mm-hmm. just confused me rather than interested me. I was really confused because I was trying to remember how the show ended, and I feel like the trailer didn't reflect what I thought ended the show for the first season. So mm-hmm. I was like trying to catch up in my head while watching it. Right. So I guess I'm just going to assume that they're all in the same location because I feel like that's not how it ended up in the show. But yeah, I yeah I don't know. I I feel like I was feeling the same way trying to remember what happened at the end of the last season. So catching up probably would have been better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it looked fine. Yeah. Uh, there's clearly new characters coming in. Yeah. Um. Look like more of the same. She's on the run, and they're trying to get her. Yep. So, I'm going to give it a typical. <laughs> Didn't see any polar bears in this trailer, though. That's true. I wonder if they're going to be absent from this season. Yeah. That's a good question. Doing polar bear stuff. Drinking yeah. Cokes and yeah. cheersing each other before yeah. they watch movies. Just I don't saying. think I saw them watching movies at all last season, so they probably have some catching up to do. See? Yeah. <laughs> Got to hibernate. Well, their armor gets polished. I mean, they got nothing else to be doing in their cave but yeah. watch things and polish their armor. Yeah. People who have not watched the show are like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> okay, well, that's it. I thought this was a porno. <laughs> What's it for the trailers this week? 
and we're going to talk about stuff we watched. We have a good amount of stuff for our reviews of what we've watched this week, uh, most of which is just TV, not really any movies. Right. Uh, But we finally came across what we want to do for our rating system. Yes. We decided we wanted to get rid of just the typical number thing. We wanted to have a unique, concrete thing for our podcast. Yes. So we came up with something. Hopefully you don't hate it. But let's uh, let's spell it out for everybody what our rating system is going to be now. So if you absolutely hate something like the Peacock streaming service, mm-hmm. you say burn it. Yep. If you are okay with something, but you probably wouldn't continue watching it, it was good enough to check it out. It was good enough to sample or to try out. Sorry. Oops. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah. It was good enough to try out. Then we're going to sample it. And if you're just kind of middle of the road with something, you enjoyed it enough that you'd watch it, but it was nothing special, you recommend that you test it. Yes. And if you liked a little more than that and you want to keep watching, and but you're not like super in love with it, but you're enjoying it, so you're going to keep going. Uh, we're going to slice it. And if you absolutely loved what you watched and you think it's worth watching and for others to check out, you're going to dissect it. Yep. And if everyone all around, a.k.a. two of us, both of us, (laughs) if both of us say dissect it, then we're DTF. We are (laughs) DTF. But like you said... Really, just the two of us. Yeah. But I would like to get more people involved. Yes, absolutely. At some point. And get them to participate in our ratings. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. So, we're going to implement our new rating system on our list of shows that we watched this week. Starting with a Hulu original animated show called Crossing Swords. Yes. Uh, came out on June 12th. The background of this show, or basic premise, it's an adult stop-motion comedy about a peasant kid who lands a coveted squire position at the royal castle. And it's from the makers of Robot Chicken. Uh, there's ten episodes. We ended up only watching the first one. Yeah. Uh, apparently our Hulu expired the next day, so didn't really get a chance to finish it. Yeah. Uh, pro tip, Hulu are dicks and when you cancel you can't finish your membership so which we found out the hard way which we found out the hard way so don't do that wait until the very last second to cancel your membership yeah they actually didn't even wait till the next day it was just it was right like then it we was couldn't right then. we couldn't yeah. go back into it yeah even though we had technically another day like or so hours or so yeah on that trial period yeah we're just so. trying to make sure we avoided getting charged but apparently they make that difficult for you yep so I feel like the show had potential. It definitely came with a lot of jokes, but I feel like they tried very hard. And a lot of the jokes, I think, landed flat for me because they put too much effort into swearing and being vulgar Mm -hmm. and calling each other names in the show. Yeah. Not that I'm all like, oh, don't say bad words. Yeah. But... It felt like they were just putting way too much effort into trying to cuss in the show. That yeah. it just was like, all right. Yeah. Uh, and then it also didn't help that they made indirect jokes at the expense of cats. Yeah, that bothered me too. Yeah. But not enough that I 
turned it would turn it off. Right. Like we kept watching, but it was just like, okay, when when are you gonna let that joke be done? Yeah. Because it kind of kept going. Which is weird because you, f- I feel like people would never make jokes about killing a dog. Yeah. It feels like that's just not a thing. Right. Because it's you know, people care about dogs. Yeah. But apparently, cats don't get the same treatment. It seems these days. Uh. But I'm just gonna say what the joke was. There was a children's orphanage mm-hmm. that was almost going to be destroyed, and then they pan over, and then there's a cat orphanage, or kitten orphanage. Yeah. And luckily, the children's orphanage was missed, and it was the kitten orphanage that was that hit. exploded instead. And it was just like, okay, hilarious. Yeah. I feel like, personally, the joke would have been funnier if it was the, other way. the children's orphanage was the one that got hit. Yeah. But, you know, cowards will be cowards. Yeah. Um, I thought that this was, like, kind of funny, and I feel like it's something I might put on in the background while I'm, like, dicking around on the internet. But mm-hmm. it's not something I was re- would really focus on. The art style, are these actual action, like, little, like, kid yeah. toys? They're, like, these little wooden characters. Like, yeah. They look like they were something that actually exists, but I couldn't tell. Yeah, they're little, like, peg peg toy things or whatever. Okay, so they're yeah. a real thing? They didn't just make up the design of them? Oh, I mean, I guess... I mean, I, the characters themselves are why I made right. up, but... I couldn't... I guess I can't speak to that. I don't know for sure if they're a real thing, but it, They felt like something that I would see you had as a child that you right. would play with. It did seem like that. I can't say for Maybe sure. Maybe that was just the purpose of it. That's possible. Yeah. Um, and that kind of plays in the whole robot chicken concept yeah. of of the whole thing. Uh, it, I mean, it had funny things. It just, yeah. I feel like they were overkill with trying to be hilarious. Yeah. Maybe because it was the first episode they were trying to really nail it out of the park with how funny it is. But right. I felt like it was just a bit disappointing. Yeah. Obviously, we didn't watch the whole show or nearly enough to say whether we think yeah. it's good or bad. But um, if it takes the direction that it took the first episode, I'm going to have to say that it's not that worth going back to yeah i'll say this we now that we don't have hulu i'm not worried about watching it yeah (laughs) i'm gonna if i don't go back to it i'm whatever i probably wouldn't keep watching it because i already have so many shows that i want to watch like i honestly would rather go back and rewatch star trek next generation oh what eight seasons (laughs) than watch this do you think star trek next generation has more episodes than forensic files no no one does no one does (laughs) We still haven't finished that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say I would sample this one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll say sample it. I'll sample it. Yeah. It. Like it, I said, I'm not gonna worry about watching this. But yeah. if we get Hulu again, I might continue it. I might try one more just episode to see if it gets just better. To see, yeah, if there's, yeah. All right, it's a sample party. <laughs> sample party. <laughs> We're down to sample. Yeah. Not to be confused with Down to Clown. No. But you know who is Down to Clown? Who? Me. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I did that wrong. Okay. <laughs> I meant Harley Quinn. Got it. Okay. Fuck. I knew I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> I had two options and I fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Harley Quinn. Uh, the animated show came out on HBO Max uh, just yesterday it was the august 1st i believe it just hit hbo max 
it has oh, been right. on DC Universe's streaming service okay. for a while now. Since I think the end of November since, last yeah. year. Uh, and they already have two seasons of the show. Yeah. Uh, so it just came... Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah. So I was like, how have I not watched it? It's new to HBO Max. Okay. It's old to DC. the streaming service that they've Understood. had it on. Okay, I misunderstood. It was intended to be an exclusive, but I think okay. they realized people aren't paying for that shit when... Yeah. <laughs> for that shit. I mean... <laughs> take <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. it's not doing well right plus they're splitting up their shows now on yeah. like where they're putting it it's like just give us titans on hbo max and call it good all right yeah exactly um but i digress uh so harley quinn animated show it's it's an adult yeah it's not for kids cartoon <laughs> it is not at all for children yeah uh there's swearing there's violence yeah. there's pretty intense violence crude humor for sure yeah very uh and i think the one thing that stands out differently from crossing swords Mm -hmm. on this one is that the humor is well placed and they don't overdo it with the cussing and they just like it works really well where they do it yeah but they're not doing it all over the place right um and it's you know par for the course when you're talking about harley quinn so mm -hmm. it's you basic premise yeah. the basic premise of this show is uh she broke up with the joker mm-hmm. in the first episode and now this is like her trying to find her identity be her own supervillain yes or whatever she wants to be yeah uh and kind of become who she wants to be mm-hmm. uh it's actually very interesting because i feel like it's a mashup of like every entity of the dc worlds mm mm-hmm. mhm you yeah, know, literally every they, they have her old traditional costume in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then she switches over to being the art style of her in the movies, mm-hmm. being a more sexualized Harley Quinn. Yeah. And then they have, like, characteristics of all these supervillains that, like, they're just not normal that you typically see in, like, the movies and animated stuff. Like, they're very comedically characterized you know yes. like bane yes. he looks like the bane you see in the comics mm-hmm. or the old animated batman show mm-hmm. but he's got the voice of the one from the dark knight rises i literally questioned like the first time he spoke i was like did tom hardy do his fucking voice i think they just realized just like how perfect how that perfect voice, voice worked was. and how much people yeah, love i looked up the voice actor it's not tom hardy obviously but i was like he yeah. does a great job of that voice and i'm so glad they did it because it's great it's just perfect for yeah him. yeah it took me a minute to get used to that voice on a the traditional look of bane yeah but i love it yeah no it's i love perfect. it it's so good and then the humor or I don't even know if it's like a... I feel like that that Bane in this kind of has the... Um, oh, my God. It's a very dry humor. Yeah, he's but he also kind of reminds me of Dave Bautista in Guardians. Really? Okay. I could see that. Where he says things that are, like, unintentionally funny. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, how did you see me? You know, like, that kind of thing. Like, well, like, it again comes back to his voice, I right, think. Right, it does, yeah. The, the beauty of that character is he could say the dumbest thing yeah. or the most boring statement, yeah. but yeah. because of the way that they execute the voice, yeah. it always makes it's it gold. True. That's true, that's true. It's Yeah, no, it's that character's a great addition to the show, for sure. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did not at all know was going to happen was Batman will make appearances in this, mm-hmm. along with other and, Justice League characters. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of character cameos yes. that 
they're not necessarily part of the story, but they pop in and out. I guess it's just for jokes. Yeah. And it works perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that they have not shied away from making fun of their characters. Yes. They've definitely called out characters for dumb shit that they've had in the the previous yeah. you know, shows or movies or whatever in a fun way. Um, I'm loving this show. The I'm, humor is yeah. spot on. It's perfect. It's so funny. I found myself laughing out loud multiple yeah. times. Last night, <laughs> I was watching it with my headphones on yeah. while you were asleep. Uh-huh. Uh, I and worried. I was falling asleep watching it. Yeah. Not because it was boring. I was just that exhausted, yeah. right? Yeah. But I was hearing jokes in my yeah. head yeah. while I was dozing off. Yeah. And I found myself giggling, <laughs> in which your... then woke me up because I... <laughs> Laughed about whatever I yeah. heard. Yeah. Yeah, it was really funny. And then uh, anyone who's not aware, it has two seasons, actually. So we just started from the beginning, yeah. right? There are like so eight episodes a season. 13. There's 13 episodes a season? Mm-hmm. Oh. There's 26 episodes total. And I think there's only two seasons, right? Oh. Yeah. So there's more than I thought. Even better. Um, yeah, no, I'm super excited. I'm, I did not expect to like this this much, but I... I think it's fucking great. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely dissect it. Oh, yeah. Definitely dissect yeah. it all okay. the way. So, so I guess we're, we're, DTF. we're DTF for sure. <laughs> Harley, you want to join in? <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I also feel like I just have to say that uh, Poison Ivy is by far a standout character. I think she's the best. She's got a very, very <laughs> well-placed, sarcastic yes. uh, attitude. Dry humor, sarcasm, just... Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. She's, she's like the she's the narrative for people calling out people who are stupid. Yeah. in this show, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one thing I it's I feel like the Joker looks odd. Yeah. Something about his art style bothers me, but I think that might be intentional because he's not supposed to be likable. Right. That's probably true. Um. But I'm loving this show. Yeah. I, we're yeah. Only, I'm only halfway through the first season, so. Yeah, I got I got to episode eight, and you watched, like, four and a half to five, right-ish? That's what we thought. Um, yeah, I think I fell asleep on five. Yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely a good time. I will say, if Titans is anything like this, men. But I don't have an, I have any mm-hmm. idea if it's like that. I, From what I'm hearing, I think Doom Patrol might be more this style which okay. is also on HBO Max so okay. uh, I'd like to get into that show okay I know they have a couple seasons or I think they already started the third season I mean season. after having watched this if it's yeah there's a, a chance uh, I'll check it out <laughs> if you remember Marvel had a Deadpool show that was going to be coming out that was supposed to be an adult oh, tale yeah, as well that. I think it I don't know if it's officially been canned but mm. I think it's it's, it's pretty shelved. safe to say <laughs> it's bridged if Harley Quinn is able to do this kind of humor Mm -hmm. i don't know if marvel is going to be comfortable or i should say disney yeah will be comfortable having to do that kind of humor right in a franchise that they own now that's a good point so i we might not see a deadpool in this capacity unfortunately but that would have been nice because this show definitely proves that you can have great humor and an adult tone in a cartoon absolutely but I'm loving the cameos and everything that they're doing with this show. Okay. Now, on to the main event yeah. of our episode. I am so excited for this. Yeah. All right. We watched Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Siege. 
Yes. That is the title of the fucking show. And I love every goddamn word. I couldn't... Yeah, obviously you noticed I didn't put that whole thing. Yeah, and you noticed that I knew it without it being there. Yeah, you're right. Because I didn't realize... I knew the siege one, but I didn't... Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of words Mm -hmm. for a title. It is. Uh, so much that I was not even sure what to expect when this came out because yeah. I, I was like, well, they're calling it a trilogy. So like, is it three episodes? Yeah. Is it going to be like a three part where it's like one episode and then they'll have another episode and then they'll have another episode like at some point coming out throughout the rest of the year. Uh, so I didn't really know what to expect as far as the episode count or the capacity of mm-hmm. content. I just knew that it's implied some form of a trilogy. Right. Turns out, at least from the first launch, is it okay? Well, it came out on July thirtieth, a couple days ago. I think it was last Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and it was six episodes that were about twenty-five minutes each, a little bit less. Uh, and this was considered part one, siege. Yeah. Okay. What I guess they are doing is they are going to have a part two called Earthrise. Okay. And then they're going to have a part three called Kingdom. Okay. So I have no clue as far as when part two will come out. Obviously, I want it now. Right. Of course you do. Um, So maybe (laughs) I could see if AMC can throw some tantrums for me to to get get that. that. To happen immediately. Yeah. So what did you think of this? You watched the entire thing. I did. Watched it separately from me because I could not wait. Yeah. Me and Autumn, my cat, had to watch this together. Yeah. But then you watched it again, kind of, with me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll watch it again. Yeah, I know you will. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I found myself giggling at, like, the things that I forgot were funny about the Transformers series. Like, oh, scrap, or (laughs) whatever. Like, little things like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's still funny. Even though, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was pretty cohesive, I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed that there were, there was more than one female character. <laughs> so I, I was yeah, happy about there was that. There were quite a few. Four that four, I can recall. At least four. I was looking at the character list. They claim on Wikipedia that, um, they claim that Black Arachnia is in the show for a few episodes. But I do not recognize her. Hmm. I did not see any character that resembled her. Is she Decepticon? Yeah. She well, I mean, I, I I know Black Arachnia as a Predacon oh. from the Beast Wars. Okay. I, I'm sure there's a variant of her as a Transformer okay. in the Decepticon ranks, I guess. I, I'm not familiar with that myself, but she definitely wasn't in the originals. I can tell you that. Yeah, I don't remember seeing anything like that. Um. So it could just be like a typo for like maybe she's in like a like a later one of the later chapter things. So could be. I guess spoilers maybe, <laughs> maybe. sorry. <laughs> um yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I think it was a good story. I think the animation looked cool. I I will say I was a little worried about the animation after the second trailer because I felt like it took a dip from the first one. Mm-hmm. But watching it, I really found myself loving the art style of this show. Mm-hmm. It was a mix of cell shaded and kind of re- re- reminded me of 
Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah. It kind of had that art style to an extent, but like more polished. But I love the art style. Yeah, I uh, thought it was really the, good. The lighting on it was amazing. Yeah, definitely. The, uh, the way that their eyes would glow mm-hmm. and depending on the angle that they'd show them, like you'd even see like lighting on the other side of their face, even if you didn't see their eye, but yeah. you knew that their eye was there because of the way it lit. And yeah. the facial expressions were really impressive for yeah. conveying stuff in robots. That's true. Um, one thing that bothered me, though, was the body movements of the characters. Okay. Um, most of the time, they look very robotic, which mm-hmm. obviously they should. Right. But then there was times where, like, you would see them, like, bend forward, and then their metal body would bend, would, would bend or fold. Like, it it yeah. just felt very cartoony, I guess, right. in that sense. It didn't look realistic because they're robots and it just didn't make sense that they were doing that yeah um and i'm sure that's just like a limitation to the technology and the animation aspect of it i noticed that a little bit with um alita the the Mm -hmm. one of the female characters i felt like she was the animations that they used for her walking were like a woman walking not like a robot like it was well not even so much that like I yeah I know what you mean. I felt they, like they were they a give them more of a feminine. Looking. They yeah. give them more of a feminine sway. Yes, for it some of those characters. It definitely seemed a little bit more uh, human or mm. organic looking mm. movements than. But then, like someone have. like someone like Ultra Magnus, mm-hmm. he kind of had more of like a a, a robotic stomp in yes. his walk. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. So it did depend on the characters. Yes. Um. But it did feel like. I guess, like, again, it might be just the limitation with the, the tech and how they can make the animation for the characters. But it kind of took me out a little bit seeing that. But overall, it was great. Yeah. Uh, they feels like they mashed up a lot of different generations of characters. Uh, the robot forms were very much traditional G1 Transformers, mm-hmm. which I think was intentional as a, you know, a nod to people to enjoy... But then vehicle forms on some of them were very much resembling the War for Cybertron video games, which came out. I was uh, wondering that. Like a decade ago. Like 2010. There were scenes in this where I was like, is this a video game? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, this got me really excited because I loved those games. So there was Mm -hmm. War for Cybertron and then there was Fall of Cybertron. Mm -hmm. Those were the two main games that were made. To tell the story of Cybertron's civil war between Autobots and Decepticons mm-hmm. and then leading to Earth. Right. They came out with a third one, which was fucking stupid trash, tie into the one of the movies. It, it, it was terrible. Right. It was a horrible ending. It was worse than 30 Rock having a reunion episode on Peacock. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was a huge disappointment. But... This reminded me a lot of that, and it got me excited at the idea of another video game based off this world. Yeah. It it truly felt like this was a continuation of that world, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, there was to, a, go ahead. There was actually a part in one of the episodes where this just the action that was happening, somebody was, like, climbing up ledges, and it kind of made me think, oh, this kind of looks like something you would do in a video game. Like... Okay platform to platform type yeah. situation yeah okay i can see that uh but most importantly I, what i loved about this show was the relationships that they tried to build mm-hmm. 
they didn't just make it like, oh, they're just fighting because they don't agree with each other. Like, right. they, they made clear struggles between characters because they had the same goal but different ideologies on how to get to what they wanted to do. Right. Um, they kind of gave you little breadcrumbs of backstory between Optimus Prime and Megatron mm-hmm. uh, and even Ultra Magnus mm-hmm. uh, and how they used to fight together. You know, they used yeah. to be brothers and yeah. um, be for the same purpose. Uh, and they, obviously something's changed. Right. Uh, but they don't really give you that context of what's changed. It's yeah. just that you know something changed. Something big so I do wish there was more to that. Maybe that's for one of the later chapters. Maybe it'll reveal more. Yeah, I was um, wondering the same thing. I was going to ask you uh, to tell me about the lore, about what I missed there. Well, there is actually a book we actually have mm-hmm. called Transformers Exodus, which uh-huh. I think this is unofficially, if I'm correct, uh, like a sequel or tied into that story. Okay. Which basically that is about the Decepticons coming up in power and taking over, trying to change Cybertron. Gotcha. Um, I have not finished it, but I, I now I want to go back to it. Okay. Just books, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, one tiny little thing that I, I annoyed me at first. I don't know if it annoyed me, but I was kind of conf- confused that uh, Optimus Prime's voice was different. Yeah, they all seem to be new voice actors yeah. for the characters. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody was a returning voice actor yeah. for this. Sometimes it did feel like it did sound like yeah. Peter Cullen, but other times it did not at all. Yeah, and that's why I was obviously it wasn't by him. It because so. like sometimes it would sound like him, and then other, and then it would go through a whole thing where it's like, well, it sounds different. So I feel like there was mm-hmm. maybe somebody was trying to imitate that voice, Probably. and they weren't able to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Well. But I got used to it, and it was fine. Yeah, I was kind of expecting them to have at least a percent of voice actors back for this. You know, just for nostalgia reasons mm-hmm. or something. But no, they didn't. It seems like their their whole character list was just new actors okay. for it. A lot of them did a good job. Uh, some of them did not make any sense. Like, Ironhide did not sound at all like Ironhide has ever sounded in any yeah. form of media. He just, he was weird. I don't know why they made him with that voice, but yeah. it did not match at all the character. But they had a lot of fucking characters in this thing. And the beauty of it was there's the ones that you not necessarily got the name of, but you just, you knew based off what they looked like. Uh, some of them were very obvious. Others, it felt like it was hard to follow who was who. Mm-hmm. As far as the, you know, you, you named the female Autobots. There was yeah. like four of them. Two of them had very similar pink jobs mm-hmm. and design, so it was hard to keep track of who was who at yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. But at, by the end of it, you'll figure it out and yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, at least with RC and and Alita, they have different earpieces or whatever, mm-hmm. like earpieces, <laughs> whatever. It's like around the area where your yeah, ear yeah. would be, like like the um, helmet, I guess. The helmet, yeah. So it and like even though their colors are similar, you can tell the difference between their mm-hmm. heads. But those other ones were like, I don't understand which one is which. And the seekers, which are basically all of the aerial yeah. Decepticons. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, some of them I just couldn't tell who it was supposed to be at mm-hmm. times, and then you know they'd reference to like somebody. 
who had died. I'm like, wait a minute. That was that That's guy? not supposed to happen. <laughs> and so I was like very confused in yeah. that. But like, I don't know. Maybe there's multiple at the same. I don't know. There shouldn't be yeah. with the same name. But yeah. And then they, of course, had like a bunch of generic Transformers on both sides, which were yeah. there so that they could kill off characters yeah. that don't matter. Yeah. Um, But this had a lot of action that I was kind of surprised to see mm-hmm. uh and the, the story was really well well written in my opinion yeah i loved the fact that they didn't just make it like autobots for decepticons it was both sides had had characters that were like conflicted. they're kind of conflicted yeah they kind of don't know what side they should be on and what i really loved was they actually didn't they built this world into being more than just two factions yes they built it as a world mm-hmm. full of other groups that were just transformers trying to survive yeah they have no loyalties to the autobots or the decepticons they're just in this war trying to survive the chaos yeah and they just don't want to be a part of either side yeah and so i thought that was really nice to see um and then they even had characters that you know of in different capacities and then they give them a bit of a different backstory that were not at all expected but it works. So yeah, yeah, I agree. I kind of feel like I have an idea where it's going if they are following anything along the lines of the games. Mm-hmm. Because I guess what happened with the games was they worked with Hasbro to make the games, and Hasbro had the intent of continuing that into other media, which was the comics right. and all that stuff, um, which kind of led to this. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious if this is going to be like, relatively similar in storyline. But there have been changes to it, from what I can tell. Okay. But I'm pretty excited about the idea of what I think is going to happen next. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, my only real big complaint is that I have to wait now for part two, and I have no idea when that is. Yeah. I'm hoping they plan to have all of this out by the end of the year. But Yeah. That'd be nice. Realistically, they're going to want to wait at least a couple months, right, to have just this one out before they go to the next section. Potentially, yeah. Hell, it could be like many years before it's all completely done. Hopefully, they didn't do that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't know, but well, I think it sounds like you're gonna say you would dissect it. Why would you think that? <laughs> Just a guess. I'm gonna inject the fuck out of this with raw energon. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna dissect it. <laughs> okay. Well, for sakes of the rating system, yeah. I guess you would say. I'll dissect it. Okay. However, I'm really just going to inject it with a raw energon. Got it. Okay. Well, I think that means we're DTF. Oh, yeah. We've been DTF for a while now. Yeah, it seems like it. We're going to have Optimus, Megatron, yeah. Harley. We're all going <laughs> to... We're all just going to... Yeah. Fuck, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Cyberfuck. Yeah, really. <laughs> also, I learned something new from you, apparently. What? Uh, you, you were talking about like the funny things that they say, like scrap, whatever. Oh, yeah. They used to say slag. Yeah. And you've informed me that that's apparently not a good word now. No, that's like, at least I heard there was a big deal about that maybe last year or so. I mean, I, I didn't notice them say it at all, so now I'm curious no, they I just won't either. say it anymore. It's a like a British or UK slang for a slut or like a... Okay. You know, that kind of thing. Well, that's news to me. Somebody who's promiscuous. <laughs> okay. Well, 
That's unfortunate because I really like that term. Yeah, I feel like they, they they use it basically in the sense of like shit. Yeah. Like shit. Yeah. Slag. Yeah. There's a lot of things that find new meanings throughout history, <laughs> so it'd be nice if mm-hmm. we. It's like how like the okay. Like the okay symbol. Just because somebody co-ops it into being something negative doesn't mean that it always has to mean that. Yeah. But. Tell all or one, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was another thing I really enjoyed about the show, too. Mm-hmm. I would like to throw that in. There was a lot of phrases that they used. They had like a lot of nostalgic phrases or just things that the, the series is known for, like that Optimus will say or Megatron right. will say. Yeah. And... They didn't necessarily always say it. Like, sometimes they have a different character would say it. Yeah. Like, I think Wheeljack said something. There's a there's a scene where he says, freedom is the right of all sentient beings. That's oh. a very trademarked line that Optimus would say. Oh, okay. But Wheeljack says it mm-hmm. to Megatron. Okay. And then, of course, Megatron points out that something about how you, true words from your leader or whatever. Oh, right. You know? Like, he's just... Yeah. And they kind of do that kind of thing with uh, other characters throughout the this whole thing where mm-hmm. they have a lines. I think there was a part where Optimus says something close to roll out, but he never says roll out. Yeah. And you were like. And I was like, I keep waiting like, for him to say. When's he going to say roll out? Yeah. And then the next time he did. <laughs> they, yeah. just had, they just had to make you wait with the Avengers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Assemble line, huh? They sure did. Yeah. I, I really loved it. I Obviously, I'm biased because I really enjoy Transformers. Of and, course. It's a new generation of, of gorgeous CGI. Yeah. But this also shows that they can do wonders with, you know, we have the Cybertron movie. Yeah. That's, that's being in talks to be all CGI. Oh, right. So, I mean, obviously it would look way better than this. Right. But even if they did just this, it's gorgeous. Yeah. So. Yeah. Very true. As long as they can fucking get away from the Michael Bay universe and do yeah. something else. Yeah. Um. Which they even had nods to the Michael Bay stuff in this series a little bit when uh, there was a character who was wearing like a cloak mm-hmm. uh, for part of it. And it kind of reminded me of Megatron from the yeah. third movie. Yeah, definitely. Was it the third movie? Second movie? Second, Second movie, movie, I think, yeah. Or Revenge of the Fallen. So th- there was nice little nods for yeah. people from all franchises of yeah. Transformers. And yeah. it's just, it's a lot of fun. Agreed. And the sound effects, oh my god. I feel like they took them straight out of the 80s cartoon. <laughs> the transformation sounds yeah. were fucking perfect. Yeah. The first time you see, I think it was like Jetstream or something, transforms like right in the first scene. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> this is why we're DTF. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for our episode of Dissecting This Fiction. Yeah. So it's been a, we talked about a lot. Um, but if you're still here, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a group named Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You can interact with us all week long. Don't forget to rate our podcast or uh, send us a review or subscribe on your favorite podcast service. We'd really appreciate a review or direct feedback to learn how we're doing. You can send us an email at dtfpod at gmail.com. You can send us suggestions or feedback or content requests. Um, We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on DTFcast.com or follow Steven on social media. At ClassyCatDad on Instagram and Twitter. Yep. Find a cute picture of me and my cat Autumn next to our truck with a Decepticon logo. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. 
It's a good picture. Yeah. Yeah. She did not want to be a part of it. No, she did not. But she had to be. <laughs> like you have a lot of holes in your shoulder to prove she didn't want to be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. That's it for episode 52 of Dissecting This Fiction. Till all are one. Till all are one. Transform and roll out. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>